D-S-N-Y. because he doesn't want slapdick prospects. Do you get it? That was a joke. Slapdick prospects. Yeah. No, it's come on, we're not getting Blake Snell. What what possible motivation would the Rays have to trade a 2018 Cy Young winner to the Yankees, their main division rival? What possible motivation could they have? I just I can't. I we can't. don't even like, have a package for him. Who are we gonna I, give up for him? We don't have anybody. Miguel, yeah, yeah Miguel Andujar. That'll Just get it done. Miguel Andujar. Oh, my Justin. God. Yeah, a Yankees Twitter. So dumb. So, so <laughs> dumb. If you want to get Blake Snell, first of all, if a trade was going to happen within the AL East, which it is not, um, if that was the case, the Yankees would have to give up some significant potential arms. Can you imagine them giving up Adam Adovino and him just like dominating the Yankees throughout the entire season? No, we do not want that. No. We don't. No. Come on, man. It just makes no sense. Uh, whatever. What, what episode is this? Is this 81? Is that, 81. Is that math? This it's is episode... Episode 81 of the Bleacher Creatures Yankees podcast presented by Elite Sports New York, Crossing Broad, and Warwick Gaming. As always, brought to you by Rivercrest NYC. We're doing an early episode this week. Get Thanksgiving out of the way. Yes, yes, it is a big holiday. I hope everyone is going to, first of all, enjoy it. Um, but more importantly, enjoy it safely. Um, I don't know about any of you guys, but my county uh, just went into orange mode. Um, so, you know, we're... We're struggling here. Um, so everyone stay safe, stay healthy, be smart, please. But yes, we're recording an early episode so that we can enjoy Thanksgiving without having to record an episode. Yes, absolutely. If we are going to record th- or enjoy Thanksgiving at all, uh, I don't think that I don't think I'm doing anything for Thanksgiving. I think we're just keeping it low key, just immediate family, probably have some some microwave chicken maybe some microwave vegetables. We're not big on cooking in my house. Mm, okay. I'm going to catch some flack for that from, from Mama Kelly. We don't cook in our house. We just microwave okay. things. Hey, listen, whatever works. I mean, I just learned how that you can bake chicken in the oven. Like, I'm 28 years old, and I didn't know you could do that. Just wow. wow. Yeah, I, I have no idea how to cook. I like when I, live, when I live alone, I pretty much just like cook pasta and microwave vegetables, and that's it, and that's all I eat. I don't know how to do like all these big like chicken parmesan like i got no idea it sounds delicious i bet it'd be even more delicious if i if i ordered it from the italian place though than if i cooked it myself i'd probably be really bad at that i gotta tell you actually um there's a great restaurant out here um in my area that does a they have an entire just amazing menu and then they also have a separate menu that is just gluten-free and they have a separate like gluten-free kitchen area and stuff because i am gluten-free and um so i ordered from it i've been wanting to order from it for a long time my boyfriend and i ordered on tuesday i got a notice on friday that it closed (laughs) oh no you just found it and then it just closed (laughs) no i knew 
there for a while. I just like hadn't ordered from it in a while because I didn't want to go out anywhere. So we got pickup on Tuesday and then Friday morning I wake up and I get an article and it was like, oh, the 110 grill has closed. And I'm like, oh, what? Was the food at least terrible? Like then it wouldn't be so bad. If the food was amazing, then it's like, oh God, I hate myself for not eating this <sighs> the earlier. The shrimp scampi was so good. Like it's oh, not that like sucks. mom used to make, but to be completely honest, I haven't had a really good shrimp scampi in a very long time. And that was phenomenal. So bad news. Uh, we, got that, we got some other bad news this week. Maybe, I guess last week, we didn't record last week. Uh, so we haven't had a chance to react to the Robinson Cano news on the podcast suspended for all of 2021 for his second PED related suspension. It's, I mean, it's worth noting that his first suspension was technically for a diuretic that was a banned substance, but let's not pretend like we don't know what the diuretic was being used for. So let's just call it his second PED suspension. And Oh boy. Oh man. That's, I am very, I'm very sad. Um, because I, I've always respected Robinson Cano, you know, everything he did for New York. I, I enjoyed watching him, even though he frustrated the hell out of me sometimes. And it's just very sad, especially this coming off the heels of a 60 game season. Yeah. I mean, no wonder he played so well over those 60 games. I mean, he looked like a, he looked like a new player. It looked like the Mets didn't actually get all that fleeced in the, in the trade that sent Jared Kalenic, Kalenic, Kalenic. I don't know. Yeah, uh, like to that. the Seattle Mar- I don't know how to pronounce his last name. I just know that he hits the ball so hard. Yeah, just very, very sad. And I really, I would say I feel for him, but like, damn. But you know what? Listen, I feel like he wasn't going to fit into the grand scheme of like what the Mets were doing anyway, even though they paid him a lot of money and they're going to be paying him a lot of money for a while. But damn, damn, Robbie Cano, not good. Absolutely. And it just brings up the topic of conversation. Once again, the most famous baseball conversation of all time. What do we do with the steroid guys? Ah, isn't this funny because you wanted to talk about the hall of fame and voila, here we are. Absolutely. I have a, I have a weird take on the hall of fame that I think is, I don't think people are going to like it very much. They're going to think I'm just being very nitpicky and choosing who I actually want and who I don't want, but we'll, we'll get to that. Um, (laughs) For Robinson Cano though, I mean, this is, this is a legacy ruiner. You can, oh, yeah. you can overcome being suspended for a diuretic that was on the banned substances list because technically you didn't get suspended for steroids. But I sure. mean, we all know that you did, but technically it wasn't steroids. And at this point, I mean, I couldn't vote for Robinson Cano to be in the Hall of Fame. I couldn't do it. No. Not at all. Um, and obviously they, they've had the, the ballot and the names pop out. There's definitely some, some interesting names on there. So we'll discuss that more. But yes, I agree with you. I feel like if it was once, it's possible because they didn't quite come out and say, yeah, you know, it was, it was steroids, even though it was. Um, I just, uh, this is it's going to ruin everything for him. I mean, he's still going to play out the rest of his career with the Mets. Um, You know, maybe he's still going to be good, but it doesn't matter what he does from here on out because the only thing that matters is the fact that he's been busted twice. Absolutely. And I guess, I guess I'll just kind of weave in hall of fame talk here because it just makes sense to, Um, I I will, I would vote for Roger Clemens and Barry Bonds, and I would not vote for Robinson Cano 
for the distinct reason of the eras that they played in. When Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens were playing, almost everyone was using steroids. The league knew everyone was using steroids and they actively did not care because they needed steroids to save the game. And it did save the game. The steroid era, people don't give it enough credit for actually saving the game of baseball because that's exactly what it did. The Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa home run race. Like that's exactly what happened. And now, what is it, 20, 25 years later, it's a different story when it comes to steroids. Now it is absolutely banned. And it was collectively bargained that they're going to test for steroids and they're going to ban players who test positive for performance-enhancing drugs or uh, banned substances. So it's, it's a little bit of a different standard now than it would be for them. Robinson Cano has had, you know, 15 years to kind of get the steroid thing behind him. If he had taken steroids, I think he first came up in what, 2007 around then. I mean, if he was taking steroids, then maybe it's a different story. It's 2020, my man, we already know how bad steroids are for the game today. And they are super, super banned. I mean, if he gets popped one more time, he's banned for life. So how can you vote for that guy in the hall of fame when after everything that we went through to get steroids out of the game, he opted to use them anyway. And especially, I mean, he already got his big contract. What does he have left to prove? Right, exactly. It's not like he's entering a huge free agency year where he, you know, has to get that big deal. I mean, it's not like this is also like Didi Gregorius, you know, coming off of injury, coming back and hoping to do like, you know, um, some steroids to to help improve his game and make him maybe get a multi-year contract. That's not the case here. It's it's just unfortunate. Like that's a terrible, terrible decision. And it just brings me back to his days on the Yankees. Like I said, love what he did, but I feel like his decision making process has not been the greatest. No, absolutely not. And I mean I I feel I feel for guys who use steroids before that big contract or use steroids just to make it to the league because there is a lot of uncertainty when it comes to, I mean, think about a baseball player. You dedicate your entire life day in, day out, every single day to trying to get to be one of the 700 best players in the world. And you have to stay one of the 700 best players in the world to make some real money. And Robinson Cano already did that. But you look at a guy like Frankie Montas, who's on his rookie deal and you say, you know what? Like he shouldn't have done this, but I kind of understand what he's going through. He's done this for his entire career and maybe he's not confident in his abilities to secure that big payday, secure financial security for his family going forward. I mean, I tell this story all the time when people ask me about steroid era and would you vote for Barry Bonds? Would you vote for Roger Clemens? Uh, I played with a kid in an adult league um great pitcher didn't throw too hard he only threw in the in the mid 80s uh because he was small he was only like five seven five eight and he would always tell us that when he was down in the dominican republic he had all of his coaches saying listen if you don't take steroids you are not going to make it you're gonna need a different plan for life and he decided to come up with a different plan which i mean good on him it's a great dude i He's just happy playing baseball. He wasn't going to make a career out of it. So he decided to take the safe way out. But what if you're one of those kids who just spends all day, every day for 15 years trying to improve yourself, trying to get to the point where you can get a major league contract or even a team just to draft you to go into the system. 
And one of your coaches says, if you don't do this, you're not going to make it. You're the last 15 years of your life, meaningless. I feel bad for that. I mean, I, I see where you're coming from. Absolutely. Because I've seen players do that. And it's, it's one of those things where like the whole, the whole minor league system, just in general, like it's amazing how few people come out of that minor league system ready to play and end up being great major league baseball players. It's, it's shocking. I mean, I've known people that have been in independent leagues for years, even just trying to break into it. People that have been in AAA for years, just trying to get up to the majors. And I, I definitely understand where you're coming from. It's just, it's so hard to be like, yeah, well, it's okay for, you know, these guys to do it because this is not the steroid era anymore. Like, no, absolutely not. I don't, I don't mean to say it's okay for them to do it. Right, I just, right. I feel worse for guys who do that before their big payday. It's, it's not that it's okay for them to do it. It's really just to cast an even bigger shadow on Robinson Cano, who already got his 10-year contract. And I mean, he's still owed $40 million. Like, you're fine, man. You're really just in it for personal gain now. And that just, that just makes it even worse. Yeah. And I guess like the other thing too, is thinking even like through the Yankees, like minor league or, you know, major league system as they're coming up, like at this point, you could imagine that friggin' Tyler Wade would be on steroids right now, you know, because he's trying to get that full-time spot in the league. You'd even think people like, well, I would say Clint Frazier, but like, you know, we have to talk about him later too. Um, I would say Clint Frazier, but like his struggles were mostly defensive and his bat, his hands, quickest hands in the game, like we've always said. But, um, you know, it's just really interesting um, because you could see a lot of people within the Yankees organization that maybe didn't come up as top-tier talent like Labor Torres or, dare I say, Gary Sanchez, Aaron Judge. Um, you know, and they – you feel like at this point, if this was the steroid era, these guys would have already been juicing. Oh, yeah, and, and that's – it comes down to whether or not you're going to make it. And that's a really, right. it's a really difficult decision to make when you're not right. sure if you're going to make it to the league or have success in the league. Um, I mean, right now, with the way that suspensions are set up now, I don't know if it's enough to deter from to, to deter players from doing that. Because I mean, Frankie Montas, 80 game suspension, okay, it's a speed bump. He already he already reaps the the benefits of taking steroids. He's secured a spot in the athletics rotation. I mean, all he has to do now is make it through six years and he'll get a, he'll get a pretty decent contract and he'll be able to take care of his family and Robinson Cano, his second suspension. And he's still owed $40 million and he's going to forfeit all 24 million that he's owed in 2021, but he's under contract through 2023. Right. Exactly. And I think a lot of people too are, are looking at it like, Oh, ha ha. He's not going to get paid. I'm like, uh, jokes on you. He's getting paid the next year and the next year he's going to be fine. He's yeah, this is, this is nothing for him. All this does is it takes $24 million out of somebody who's going to have a $300 million careers pocket, which I mean, at that point, when you have $300 million in the bank, or is your life going to be ruined because you lost 24 million and it gives them a year off. And sure, it's right. going to hurt his legacy, but maybe it doesn't in the long run. Maybe five, ten years from now, when he's on the Hall of Fame ballot, you've seen other steroid guys get in. I don't think Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens are going to get shafted from the Hall of Fame. They're going to get in on the 10th year. They just are. 
And maybe that changes the standards for a lot of guys. It wouldn't change the standard for me because of the, the difference in era they played in. But who knows? Maybe he still does make the Hall of Fame. And then 30 years from now, who even cares? Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's interesting that you you bring up the concept earlier of the steroid era. And, you know, it, I never really thought about it that way, to be completely honest, because for me, it was just always like the use of steroids, not in the game. But I mean, you do raise a really good point with having it be the steroid era. So in reality, every single person was juicing. It is like you can definitely put an asterisk by Barry Bonds's numbers. You can definitely put an asterisk by maybe Roger Clemens numbers, too. Like you can definitely do that. But I think in the grand scheme of things, you just you have to think about the era that this uh, this sport was being played and what everyone else around them were also doing, because they proved to be the best of the best, regardless of whether they were using steroids or not. Of this crop of people that were probably all using steroids, they were still at the very top. And I never really thought of it like that. But you just made me think. Look at that. I made you think, yeah. And I mean, it's Dangerous. it's not for everyone. I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't vote Sammy Sosa in. I don't think Sammy yeah. Sosa would have been a, a superstar before he started juicing. Uh, Barry Bonds and Clemens, probably. They probably would be. They were just that talented and they wanted that extra edge. And I don't, the, the default that I always set for a Hall of Fame vote is how important is this person to the history of baseball? Sammy Sosa, I mean, he, yeah, he had a lot of home runs, but is he really that important to the game? Barry Bonds, the all-time home runs leader. Roger Clemens, one of the best pitchers of all time. Like, those are – you can't really tell the story of baseball without including the two of them. If you want – you can include Sammy Sosa's home run race with Mark McGuire that he lost. And, I mean, yeah, that's like a nice little footnote, but that doesn't really make his whole career – yeah. Um, and even looking at like the ballot that came in, I just want to talk about the newcomers on there because I want to know your thoughts on the newcomers on the ballot. Absolutely. Nick Swisher. Man, it's so nice. <laughs> Actually, it just makes me feel so proud to see so many former Yankees on there. Like regardless of whether it was their entire career or part of their career, I still believe that Andy Pettit is a basically a lifelong Yankee. Oh, we're he's, a Yankee. About, he's yeah, a Yankee. We're forgetting about that time in Houston. Like, ooh. Um, but like just so interesting to me to see so many Yankees. And I'm like, yep, we really are the best. <laughs> like, Let's be real. We can brag about this. This is awesome. Absolutely. All right. Who, who on the newcomers list do you want to talk about? Well, I'm looking through the newcomers list right now. Obviously it's pretty underwhelming to be completely yeah, honest. It's not a great I mean, class this year. There's no Derek Jeter popping up in there. Like there's, there's nothing like that. I honestly would not be surprised if people are, are shelling in uh, blank ballots, really. Someone already did. And honestly, that's just a dick move. I hate that. <laughs> I hate that so I mean, much. There's, there's no overwhelming, like, yes, this person is the Hall of Fame person. They need to be in the Hall of Fame this year. Like, I, I totally get that. There's no Derek Jeter. There's no Mariano Rivera. Totally understand. But, like, at the same time, I want to talk about Barry Zito. Barry Zito is an interesting one. Um that is interesting to me because to me, and you know, obviously I, I'm not an Oakland A's fan or anything, but to me, Barry Zito was just 
a player that every time I think of the the Oakland A's, I think of Barry Zito. Like to me, he represents the entire Oakland A's franchise. And that's probably the era that I grew up in. So basically I saw him the most there. He was obviously a very emotional dude. Um, I just, I don't know. Like, I don't feel confident about any of these newcomers coming in. And I don't feel like they're going to get any votes at all. No, I don't, I don't really love Barry Zito. I mean, he only has one Cy Young. Uh, I mean, it was a hell of a year. And we think whenever I think of Barry Zito, I think about how dishonest the movie Moneyball is. Like, yeah, yeah, like, oh, we do all these walks and we don't steal bases anymore. And you just kind of leave out of the narrative that they had the MVP, Ruben Tejada, and they had Barry Zito. And I mean, all these aces. And it's like, yeah, well, you didn't have a lot of big names, but yeah, I mean, you had a really strong rotation and you had that MVP. So, I mean, let's not get too crazy with this walks thing. But that's what I think of when I think of Barry Zito and the curveball. I mean, a lot of these guys are are just like, I don't want to say legacy guys, because not all of them played for the same team for their entire career, but like seeing names like Michael Kadire and Barry Zito, like these are guys, Tori Hunter, like these are guys that I picture on one team only. Yeah, Tori Hunter is just, he's a twin for life in my mind. Right, exactly. So like, that's how I picture him. And I feel like these guys are just they're not the best of the best in terms of stats. They were just fairly consistent and they were there. (laughs) Yeah. I don't, I don't know if I would vote for any of them for the hall of fame, but I mean, I could absolutely see them ending up on like, like their team hall of fame. Mm -hmm. Like if, if the, yeah, like monument park, like the Oakland A's version of monument park, like I wouldn't be shocked at all to see Barry's, you know, there, I mean, he only spent, half his career there but it was a pretty important half of his career that's when he had his best stuff uh tory hunter i would love to see him in in minnesota's team hall of fame whatever it is he will be he will be i mean that's that's a foregone conclusion he definitely will be and he was someone that i actually grew up watching in the minor leagues um so it was just so interesting because the rochester team in rochester new york was the twins affiliate so i kind of got to see him kind of make his way through the ranks so he holds a special place in my heart but yes i i agree with that statement yeah i don't i i gotta i gotta go through the whole list and really make some determinations i know i know a few names that i'm absolutely including just from last year's ballot i mean bonds clemens um Mm -hmm. scott Rowland, probably agree with that yeah um Omar Vizquel, I already know I'm leaving off. Uh, what about Andy Pettit? That's that. I think that's going to be one of my one of my real tough choices. I don't remember. Mm-hmm. I don't remember which way I leaned last year. Uh, part of me, I mean, I want to vote for him. So I know part of me is going to look for a reason to vote for him and look at his <laughs> postseason. I mean, all time postseason wins leader. And I'm going to look at that and say, ah, oh, but like that's really cool. He wins so much in the postseason. But how is how are his career numbers? Okay, well, he was a lefty. He did from the left side, so maybe get a little point there. And I don't know if I don't know if I'm going to get to that point. I don't know how many names I'm going to have on my ballot. I got to have that in by Thanksgiving, though. I got I got to give that to Kyle. Yeah, but, you got to get going there. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Um, yeah, I mean, the other thing that I find very interesting, um, you know, I like. I like some of the new names that are on here, not for the Hall of Fame ballot, though. I just like them. <laughs> They're yeah, no, guys. I love them. That, good Monument players. Park. Monument Park forever. 
Dan Heron, Latroy Hawkins. Like, these are all guys that I'm like, hey, I grew up watching these guys. So Dan Heron should get in for his Twitter activity alone. <laughs> he is hysterical. <laughs> Twitter champ of the world. I mean, his, his, so his handle is iThrow88. <laughs> Can you write that on your ballot, though? Be like, not voting for Hall of Fame, but voting for Twitter Hall of Twitter Fame. Twitter Hall of Fame, yeah. And you know who I'm voting for the Twitter not Hall of Fame? Kurt Schilling. I hate Kurt Schilling. <laughs> oh, my God. This is the other half of the Hall of Fame conversation that I was planning on having. On numbers alone, yeah, Kurt Schilling, Hall of Famer. Absolutely. Great pitcher for a lot of good years. But he is... He is such a ginormous piece of shit human being. I cannot vote for him. I can't do it. And it's not, it's not like a left political leaning, right political leaning thing. He's like an active danger to community. He's a danger to society. Really. He is an active danger to society with his Twitter activities. I just can't do it. I hate the character clause because it's like, it's supposed to be the hall of fame, not the hall of good guys who are pretty good at baseball. But like, I can't do it for Kurt Schilling. He's just too bad. He's just too bad on Twitter. If he had just shut up from the end of his career, he'd be in and he could get up on that podium and he could say whatever he wanted to say and we'd be hearing it for the first time. We'd all be shocked. But, you know, he'd be in the Hall of Fame already. And mm -hmm. then we could talk about how Hall of Famer Kurt Schilling is a huge piece of shit. But for now, I'm going to settle for Hall of Fame hopeful, hopefully not, Kurt Schilling is a giant piece of shit. Great. All right. We'll vote for that. So make sure you make notes by everyone's name too. Just like before you send it in, be like, oh, uh, Twitter Hall of Fame, giant piece of shit. Uh, he's so strong. He waves that bat just like a freaking twig. You know, you know who I'm talking about. Absolutely. Um, all right. What else we got? We don't really have too much baseball news again. Um, no, another week, another not DJ LeMahieu signing. So I'm, you know, worried, but I'm not. No, I'm not worried at all. The second the report came out that DJ was willing to take less money to get that fifth year with the Yankees, I was like, oh, it's done. It's over. It's Let's over. Go. DJ's Let's coming go. back. Let's go. Um, but also just quickly um, back to the Hall of Fame ballot. Uh, I just want to know, has there ever been a player who was still actively trying to play that was in the Hall of Fame ballot, a.k.a. Manny Ramirez? Ooh. I don't Probably know. Not. I don't know. And I just, <laughs> I love that Manny is just playing for the love of playing the game. <laughs> like he can't possibly still it. be good. And he's just cooling his heels in the Australian league. Like, yeah, they'll let me hit. <laughs> I hate him. I, I do. I just. You can't hate think, Manny. It, it was only because he was on the Red Sox. If he was on any other team, I feel like I would have loved him, but I just cannot stand him. Absolutely. I mean, when he time, was playing, I couldn't, I couldn't take it. But now that he's like retired, I can look back on it and be like, huh, Manny being Manny, that was actually pretty funny. <laughs> You know what? My friend and I actually had a uh, a badminton tournament where our team name was the Rivals because she was a Red Sox fan. I was a Yankees fan. So we made T-shirts and we wrote smack talk all over our T-shirts. And um, I always my my favorite smack talk was Manny being Manny, more like Manny being stupid. And it was Ooh, got him. Burned him. Boom roasted. <laughs> but yes i mean ugh, manny but yeah i'm interested to know if there's ever been a person on the hall of fame ballot probably not that is still actively trying to play in another league 
Uh, I have no idea. It's, it just takes so much to come together. Like the player, first of all, has to be Hall of Fame worthy, which is just right. not a lot of players. And then they also have to want to keep playing after like a 20-year career of professional baseball where I played. I mean, could you imagine the amenities in the Australian Baseball League compared to Major League Baseball? Like, it's, a, it's probably like playing in the Atlantic League. Where they're just like, yeah, it's just like show up to the park. We have a locker room. Uh, I don't know. If you guys want, we'll bring in some sandwiches. If we can all put like $10 towards that a week, we'll bring in some sandwiches for everyone. And Manny's just like, yeah, that's, I mean, that works for me. I'll just, I just want to, I just want to hit. Right. Exactly. Um, so other, on other news, um, a former Yankees prospect and former Yankees player who plays in Japan now actually won the Japanese league MVP for the last two months of the season. Oh, who was that? Tyler Austin. Tyler Austin. I love Tyler Austin. Me too. Um, and he did confirm on his Twitter that he is going back. I don't remember what team he played for and I'm probably going to mispronounce it anyway. Um, but he is going back to play next year. Uh, so he is, back in the u.s but he's going to go back to the japanese league next year so good for him i'm happy for him i'm glad he kind of found his niche that's great i'd love to see him carve out a nice little career for himself uh just have a whole lot of success over there become a japanese baseball hall of famer uh that would be fantastic for tyler austin the guy who homered in his first game just before aaron judge did classic classic moment and the guy who Um, fought joe kelly (laughs) Also, I want to go over real quick a personal milestone for me. James Ooh. already knows because I already talked about it. Um, so, I, as you all know, I like to be a proponent for um, Yankees, Yankees wives and girlfriends. Mm. Um, I just I love connecting with them, hearing their stories, hear how they're living the baseball life. Because all we hear about is the you know the man on the field, but you want to hear about the woman that's holding them together. So, including our new favorite, the new favorite is Kaylee. Uh, Clint Frazier's girlfriend. Not only did I read an article about just how much he or she helped him and an Instagram post as well. Um, so I requested to follow her on Instagram and she accepted my request. I, I'm in awe. So, oh my God. Thanks, Kaylee. I appreciate it. I'm going to give her all the likes. I'm going to hype her up so hard and just be like, you got a good one there. Keep them, keep them and keep them on the field. Keep them healthy. We love it. Absolutely. I mean, you called it too. When he started, uh, the first time we found out that he had a new lady friend, uh, was after I hit on Clint Frazier for you. Yeah. And because he was playing so well and we were like, well, mm-hmm. maybe he's got a new girlfriend. And we find out he has a new girlfriend. And then three months later, we're hearing all about how she really changed his perspective and really helped him focus. And it's like, we, we called the shit out of that. Absolutely. See, that's what happens when you have a strong woman in your life. So super happy for Clint, super happy for Kaylee, super happy for myself for being accepted into the circle again. Um, That's it. And you know what, if I want to, ooh, yeah. So I looked it up today, unrelated. Um, Gio Urshela isn't married, so. Oh, what's up, Gio? (laughs) Gio. That's it. All right. Next, next week, it's going to be half an hour of me just hitting on Gio Urshela on behalf of Allison. Oh, that's too funny. No, don't do that. No. Um, um, so do you have anything I, else? Uh, 
to be honest, I don't believe so. I know that Glaber Torres is super active online. Oh, um, I forgot about this. Yeah, this I'm is not a good sure one. If you saw the video or not, but um, Talking Yanks, of course, one of our, our favorite favorite guys out there. Um, they posted a video of Glaber Torres. I don't know what game he is playing because I'm not a gamer. Um, some shooting, no, not shooting game. We did play that as well, and he was dropping the the f bomb a little bit, which was kind of funny, but he was playing probably MLB the show and accidentally hit Alex Bregman in the back and just laughed. Like, oh, it was fully on purpose. I watched him. I watched him take the ball cursor and just put it all the way over to Bregman's numbers and let it rip. And it got him right square in the number two. And he tweeted out. He's like, oh, just kidding, everybody. Just kidding. You weren't Glaber. We know you weren't. We know you were serious. We love it. That made my day. I, you know what? I feel like this off season, we're really getting a taste of what Glaber Torres is like, like in real life, because he keeps sharing all these videos. He's great. Funny hell. It's great. He's funny as hell. He can take a joke. He, you know, he doesn't take himself too seriously, and that's kind of awesome to see because on the field, like we're so focused on like his numbers, his performance. He's not a great shortstop, blah, but like at the same time. He's just a kid. Yeah, I mean, he's just, I mean, he is the shortstop for the New York Yankees at 23 years old. He's living life. Oh, man. Um, Okay, so I think that wraps it up for the week, unless you have any other surprise topics that I forgot about. Think so, but I'm really, really looking on social media. I love to see this kind of stuff happen. Um, just want to point out there real quick. I know that you don't really have a football team. Is that correct? Yeah, not really. Okay. Well, the NFC East is complete garbage. That I do know. Terrible. Everyone is rooting Terrible. for the Giants, and honestly, it's rough. It's been rough. So send thoughts and prayers my way. Um, I could use them uh, as a Cowboys fan. It just sucks. Yeah, poor Dak. Also, poor me for having Ezekiel Elliott on my fantasy team. He stinks now. That guy stinks. Uh, he did pretty well yesterday. Did he? I'll have to. Yeah. I'll have to double check. I'm at the point now where I've I've lost enough during the fantasy season that I'm like, okay, like I'll just make sure that everyone in my lineup is at least going to play in the game. And we'll just we don't really care anymore. I'm, I'm out of first place. I'm not going to win the money, so it doesn't matter to me anymore. Right. Exactly. I might as well just start colluding with someone else. Maybe get a cut of the cut of the final stakes. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I think that's it for uh, for this week. So we really didn't miss much last week, but everyone have a very happy Thanksgiving. Be safe. Um, don't travel too far if you're traveling and wear masks and stuff. Absolutely. Social distance. And yeah. if you're feeling especially thankful, uh, you can leave us a five-star review on what you're thankful for. We would really appreciate it. We would be thankful for your telling us how thankful you are in a five-star review. I think we Actually, would really appreciate that. We're already thankful for you all. We'd just be extra thankful. Extra you know? thankful. Yeah. It's a day for extra thanks. And, you know. Exactly. Pile it on. Just pile it on, my friends. Pile it on. All right. So that'll wrap it up. And we'll see you all next week. All right.